Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Thursday, November 3rd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri residents go to the polls next week to decide between Republican Eric Schmidt and Democrat Trudy Bush-Valentine. The result could depend on whether Bush-Valentine can energize Democratic voters. The more important thing that she has to do is ignite her base and get them excited. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum will preview next week's showdown for a spot in the U.S. Senate. A Missouri lawmaker plans to again file a bill to create a statewide red flag law. The legislator believes such a law would have prevented the St. Louis school shooting that killed two and injured seven. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports. The bill Democratic Representative Ian Mackey plans to file in December would allow anyone to file an application with a court for an extreme risk protection order, which would ban the possession of firearms based on certain criteria. It also allows for a firearm seizure warrant when there is a probable cause to believe the individual issued the restraining order possesses or owns a firearm. Mackey of St. Louis County said the state shouldn't wait for another tragedy to occur before passing such a law. We have enough reporting from police officers, from folks who've been involved in this. It is so clear that this could have and would have been prevented with a law like this in place. Maggie says he has spoken with some Republicans who had previously been unwilling to talk about red flag laws but have changed their minds since the shooting. He hopes this is something the legislature can accomplish this session. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. Officials at one of two St. Louis Catholic high schools slated to close next year say they are making progress in the effort to keep the school open. St. Mary's officials say there have been positive discussions with the Archdiocese of St. Louis about leasing the Dutchtown neighborhood building. Supporters have also set up a nonprofit making future donations tax deductible. They want to raise $10 million over the next five years and already have pledges for $3 million. Supporters of the second school are working to keep it open independent of the Archdiocese. They say nearly 80 girls showed up over the weekend during an enrollment open house at Rosati Kane in the Central West End. Drought conditions that have brought the Mississippi River to near-historic lows are hurting more than just shipping. They are also slowing tourism. St. Louis Public Radio's Mark Degon reports on the impact on a city just south of St. Louis. Kimswick experienced a major economic boost last year when it opened its new port to riverboats for the first time in 125 years. Mayor Phil Stang says visitors typically spend close to $200 at local businesses. Even when the boats are not here, it becomes known as a river city where riverboats land. People come down and see the dock and look at where the riverboats have landed, look at pictures of the riverboats, and then they shop in the city. But many river cruises were canceled this year. Others are making fewer stops, and only four of the 13 boats scheduled to visit Kimswick have stopped. The mayor says the city is far better prepared for river flooding than for drought. I'm Mark Degon, St. Louis Public Radio. Work is underway on the second of two long-delayed new buildings for the St. Louis County Police Department. County Executive Sam Page, police and elected officials broke ground yesterday on the North County Precinct. It will nearly double the size of the current space, which is being leased in Spanish Lake. Nearly 100 officers are assigned to the precinct and should be moving into the new station at the end of next year. Officials broke ground a couple of weeks ago on a new building for the Afton Southwest Precinct, 
The total cost of the new buildings is just shy of $30 million. The money is coming from a public safety sales tax voters approved in 2017. Lovebank Park in South St. Louis will have new features when the Cherokee Street Community Improvement District expands it next year. Some are concerned that the project will gentrify the neighborhood. Many who live in the area disagree. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. The renovation will bring Lovebank Park an outdoor performance stage and a water-permeable basketball court, a first in the region. Some people outside of the Cherokee Street community are concerned that the district's plan will attract outsiders who want to gentrify the area. Community member Patia Elaine Anderson told St. Louis on the Air that the district's upgrades will not gentrify the park because residents discuss their needs and wants with the district. Lovebank is a development. It has to be developed. Financial resources have to be collaborative and strategically targeted to improve a place that already exists before you can re-do it again. Anderson hopes the park can be placed into a community land trust so people in the neighborhood could then own a piece of the land. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Missourians decide next week whether Republican Eric Schmidt or Democrat Trudy Bush Valentine will represent the state in the U.S. Senate. The general election battle has been somewhat tame, perhaps a signal the outcome could be leaning toward the GOP. But Democrats are not giving up. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. Missouri's U.S. Senate race changed dramatically on an early August night when Attorney General Eric Schmidt went before an adoring crowd at a Maryland Heights ballroom. Schmidt was declaring victory in a crowded GOP primary for the U.S. Senate. He vanquished five major candidates, including controversial former Governor Eric Greitens, in the often unpredictable race to succeed retiring U.S. Senator Roy Blunt. The Democrats aren't playing small ball. They're playing for keeps. They're two votes away, two votes away in the United States Senate from packing the Supreme Court, adding states to the union, federalizing our elections, instituting amnesty, and open borders. Besides attacking elements of President Joe Biden's agenda, Schmidt has sought to contrast his North St. Louis County roots with Bush Valentine's wealth. I worked at Grant's farm while in college, giving tours and taking out the trash. And don't we need a little bit more of that in Washington right now? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, I don't come from billions, I come from Bridgeton. For her part, Bush Valentine has poured millions of dollars into television ads to showcase her background as a nurse and criticize Schmidt's support for Missouri's abortion ban. She's also backing issues that appeal to the Democratic base, such as stricter gun laws. I would do anything I can to enforce better gun laws so we don't have these kind of shootings. Bush Valentine has also played up Schmidt's backing of a 2013 law that repealed the state's prohibition on the foreign ownership of farmland. That was done in response to a Hong Kong-based company buying Smithfield, which has a sizable footprint in rural Missouri. A communist country like China, for them to own farmland in Missouri or anywhere else in the United States is a threat to our security and it's a threat to our food supply. It's not really a mystery why Bush Valentine is hammering Schmidt on that issue. 
Democrats need to gain ground in rural Missouri to piece together enough votes to win statewide elections. While there's some debate over whether the foreign ownership of farmland issue could prevent her from losing lightly populated counties by a landslide, Democrats like Clark County resident Charles West say Bush Valentine needs to give it a shot. She needs those people, the same people all across the state. It doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat, you cannot speak to one party. you got to talk to everybody. Bush Valentine will also need to compete in largely populated suburbs like Jefferson and Lincoln counties that have trended Republican in recent years. And as State Representative Lakeisha Bosley of St. Louis noted, turn out Democratic voters in urban areas. The more important thing that she has to do is ignite her base and get them excited. And I think that comes with more of what she's trying to do, which is reach the people and be where the people are and listening to them. But Bush Valentine is clearly facing headwinds. Since winning the primary, public polling showed Schmidt comfortably in the lead. National political groups have not come to help Bush Valentine, a sign that they don't think Missouri is competitive compared to other states. And Schmidt is not holding many public events, are doing long-form interviews with reporters, nor is he debating Bush Valentine. Republican State Representative Travis Fitzwater of Callaway County says he's fairly confident that Schmidt can prevail and keep the seat in GOP hands. Schmidt's about as good a candidate as you're going to get on the Republican side. And I think uh, I think that's going to going to probably pull some people out, too, in the in that general election, because they know the importance of a U.S. Senate seat going to Republicans in the state. GOP Congresswoman Ann Wagner of Baldwin, who is running for re-election against Democrat Trish Gunby, says the national environment is tilting toward Republicans. And she says that could help Schmidt, considering Missouri's rightward trend in recent elections. And people are hurting, and they don't believe that this administration uh, or or that uh, the Democrats in Congress are, are hearing them. If Missouri's Republican tilt helps carry Schmidt to victory, it will mean Governor Mike Parson will appoint his successor as attorney general. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great day. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.